Kaputa's Network. Hi, this is Evan Track with the Freebirds Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Max. With me, as always, is Amy. Hello. And JF. Hey. And today we've got some codexes to take a look at, as well as the latest news surrounding 40K and 40K-related action. But, as always, we'll start off by talking about what we've been painting lately, doing hobby-wise. Uh, and we'll just start with JF, because I think it's going to be quick. Yeah, um, I'm painting secret, secret things. Actually, that's not true. Like, there's a couple that's of things I'm working on. They're, not all of it is secret. You're right. I am painting something big, but um, that I can't talk about. It's the secret part. The less secret part is secret because it's Adepticon. You guys know all of us. But the, the less secret stuff is other Adepticon stuff is I'm painting some orcs. I'm not going to give all the details about what I'm doing with the orcs, but I think I talked about getting a bunch of buggies like – that I ordered the day before I came to workshop nerfed the buggies. <laughs> it's fine. It's all. It's still a legal list, but it's not a strong list because I didn't take the strong buggy. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, I've the way I'm painting them is going to be complex. Um, so <laughs> I need I I needed to do sub assemblies, and some of these sub assemblies are very sub. <laughs> Sub sub assemblies. So it's gonna be a blast to paint things smaller than my fingernails. Yeah, but have you recovered from the mold lines on the spiky wheels? Um yes, the the scars are healing. Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, like people will complain about the I, I get complaining about still having resin models. I get sure. that that's the, Especially the people, Especially fine cast resin. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> fine cast resin isn't as bad as when it first came out and they were rushing the models out. But yeah. it's still not, you know, it's resin. It, it, at least it's not resonated plastic. But, like, hmm. people will complain, like, the, the people will make wild speculations about Games Workshop stock market stuff that they don't understand. They'll, they'll complain about female space marines. They'll complain about everything. And yet... <laughs> They all turn a blind eye to the fact that Games Workshop keeps putting out models that are designed to just open our skin. Oh. <laughs> it all started with those 5th edition Warhammer Fantasy Goblins, and it just never stopped. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the 3rd third, third edition, like the original Cabalite Warriors, when they uh, weren't yes. called Cabalite Warriors, when they were mm-hmm. just Dark Eldar Warriors, those things had spikes. Those the, the original Reaver jet bikes were oh, just boy. designed to like flay. I, I I talked about it on the show back when I did it. My my Heldrake put that foot, one of those talons, right through my finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you showed me like pictures of your uh, the Eldar that you're building for Aeronautic <laughs> Imperialism. That thing looks sharp. I mean, like of all the things to complain about, how are we not rising as one <laughs> as a community? To put a stop to this. Also, the mold lines, having to scrape mold lines between those spikes that as you're holding. Cool. Like, oh, you have to hold it by the spikes. They're caltrops. They're, they're... <laughs> <laughs> like, if my cat's running back and forth in the corridor, I just toss a bunch of these orc wheels on the ground and just steps on it and stops them. It's the worst. Anyways, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. It's painting. Um, what about you, Amy? What have you been doing? Uh, so I have my, my <clears throat> Death Guard army progressing, uh, as one does. Uh, I did finally solve my Demon Prince issue, uh, because it's not, like, I'm not thrilled with the official Demon Prince of Nurgle yeah. model. Like, it's fine, but it's not great. Um, and so I was, like, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, so I bought that, like... Age of Sigmar ogre guy from Warcry, I forget his name, the Formeroid Crusher, I think, or something like that. And I, mm-hmm. I had some some of the bugs, you know, and I was like, all right, I'll, I, can, I can make something out of this. So I like, started putting it together, and I was like, mm, I don't know. 
I don't know. So then I'm like on the internet looking around, right? And so people have converted the bugs to be just like part of it, right? I'm like, okay, all right. And then I realize I've got sassy nurgling. Ooh. Sassy nurgling can ride on this bug <laughs> and be my demon prince of nurgle. Excellent. And so I'm feeling pretty good about that. He's going to have a little a little platform to stand on. He's going to have his little banner. It's going to be real good, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um, and it's going to be so dumb. And so I was, like, pretty... I was pretty sort of hot and cold on that whole thing. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about it last time, about how I accidentally built a 2,000-point list because the app doesn't give you the option of building a 1,500-point list. Uh, so <laughs> I had to tweak that down, too. Um yeah, and then uh, I have I have been building all of the uh, all the Eldar ships that we got uh, for Aeronautica, and uh, as Jan pointed out, they are sharp. <laughs> it is uh, it is an adventure. They are very pointy, but their little wings move. Yeah, pretty mm, cool. It's very good. <clears throat> so I have I I'm trying to. They're like my distraction project, right? Because I don't have enough distraction projects, but. I like know how I want to paint them, but I don't know that it'll work at that scale. So I've got like four plan B's. <laughs> so it's good. You know, it's business as usual. How about you, Matt? So I, in waiting to see what events I could sign up for, for Adepticon, because I was going to be available at exactly eight o'clock, um, which of course we all know what that leads to. I painted some crisis protocol figures, um, painted a few of those just to, Switch it up a little bit, but I have been working on Adeptus Titanicus stuff in preparation for Adepticon. So I've got three Titans, uh, two Warhounds, a Reaver, and some Serastus Knights to paint before Adepticon. Oh, fun. So I already have, luckily, I already have a Warlord. I finished that a long time ago. So just going to finish this stuff. And um, so that's what I've been working on. Um, Nothing fancy, just, you know, a lot of. Gold banding, so much gold banding, all the gold <laughs> banding. Uh, but we're uh, <clears throat> just knocking out a chunk at a time, you know. Get gets done eventually. That's I think when painting titans, the banding is sort of like that hump, right? Once you get over that, it's like smooth sound yeah, from there to the like, end. Yeah. So that is what I've been working on. I learned a new uh, I learned a new fun technique for doing metal that I taught to JF, which is saving his orc buggies and uh, just feeling pretty good. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about that. I'm now mad at every other piece of metal I've ever painted. I'm like, damn it. I, I don't feel that it's technique that works for everything. Um, like, they're, it, it, it looks a little flaky once you on, on smaller pieces. But for what I'm doing, it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see your orca. <laughs> I I need to send you photos of uh, I don't did I show you photos of my uh, my HQ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the guy. If you are going to Adepticon, look for Amy. Uh, look for JF's army. Uh, you probably won't be able to miss it. No. Um. Yeah. Well, assuming Why I can pull it off. Like. Yeah. 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 True. <laughs> there's a there's a non-zero chance that it's just not gonna work out, but we'll see once we get there. So speaking of Adapticon, we had our of the event signups uh, a couple weeks ago. Did you guys successfully get into the events you wanted? Yeah, oh, but yeah, I, kept, I mean, I kept it pretty chill. That's the, the thing about the team tournament, right? Yeah, is like it takes up two full days, and then we're gonna do the friendly, so that's three days. And I've learned the hard day, the hard way that. Booking solid for four is not like a super good plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, and then the preview, obviously. Obviously, oh, always the preview. Always. Mm-hmm. The preview. Yeah, I had no trouble because I was only booking three things: the preview, um, the team tournament, and the friendly. So, and I was booking the, the team tournament for my whole team, so they didn't have to worry about that. The only thing that made me nervous is the, the friendly. That went away in twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I missed it. I, I wasn't. I was. Oh, I man. was able. I ended up being able to get be there at eight, but like at seven fifty nine, I hit refresh, and it was page cannot load. And then at about eight thirty, oh. I at eight thirty get to page can load. So, oh, yeah. you should have messaged us. We had the secret link. 
Yeah. Well, that's okay. Should we say that? <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it's not... Okay, okay I, I, I want to clarify something. We had the secret link. The secret link is not something that Adepticon gave us. No. It's just... We, we found... Had the, we still had the page open for four days of staring yeah. at it. Yeah. This is, I, well, I don't want to give it away too much, but we, we, we found a way to make sure we were on the correct page at the right time so we didn't have to do much refreshing and it get, did uh, it did see they did change the cart system though so that like when yeah. you added something to your cart it took it out of the inventory Thank God. and you had a limited amount of time yeah. but that was it that wasn't was like the most times where it's like <clears throat> yeah cuz like normally normally what i do is like like toss the friendly in my cart check out go back edit put something else in check out like it's like this nonsense process and I did not have to do that this year. Yeah, I'm glad they fixed the cart, just because that was always a, a real pain. You'd like, you know, you get like, you know, you're saying like, you're okay, like, yeah, I got, the fr- got the like, friendly, oh, now let me see what's nothing. what's left. Yeah. Right. But. I, I usually, like, my, the the, the 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 wall I hit usually when, when I'm doing the Adepticon sign-up is entering all the information. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is just, and I didn't need to do it this year, but still I was, I was ready, because you know. Mm-hmm. Um, is just I put all my information in a doc that's <laughs> yep. open, so I just oh, yeah, copy paste, yeah, copy paste, exactly. copy paste. Yep. So all the stuff that I don't want to put like on a keychain or anything dumb like that, like I just I can just yep. copy and paste very very quickly. So even though I do fill up, and again I only had three events to sign up for. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I had felt... a thousand spots. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By by the time I get to sign up, the previous deal had six hundred and fifty three spots left. So um, there's plenty there, and I get uh, the Titanicus. There's a doubles thing on on Saturday that I'm gonna play in, nice. which is uh, what I was going to play in with one of my friends from California. Um, in last time there was supposed to be an Adepticon, so. Look at him flexing that he has a friend in California. <laughs> we all have friends in California. <laughs> oh, I have friends in California. <laughs> Good God. He doesn't live in real California. It's not like, you know, San Diego or Los Angeles or anything. It's like Southern California. <laughs> He's in fake California. Anyway, <laughs> so um, hopefully everybody out there get to sign up for their events. Of course, Kill Team Laser Tag. Be playing that at least once sometime during the weekend, if not more. Gonna get drunk and play that. And oh yeah, so good. We're gonna do 40k radio. If I can, if I can live stream it, I will. <laughs> it will be terrible. Man, I need, I like I need a GoPro. <laughs> oh boy. Saying, right. <clears throat> uh yeah, we'll 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 get we'll drag Terrace in there too. That's what I'm saying. Oh man, but I need to be able to shoot Terrace. Oh, he can uh-huh. be on the other team. He'll be. I'm just saying he'll be in the same game. He'll just be on the team. Like no, nothing against Terrace, but you know, when a guy's that nice, if you give him the opportunity. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta, gotta shoot some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got our first Codex releases of 2022. Oh, and it's a few. Yep. So so. We're going to talk about the first two today, which were very nicely sent to us by Games Workshop uh, as part of their advertising. So we have Gene Stiller Colts and Adeptus Custodes, both of which hold a special place in JF's heart. They do. However, weirdly enough, I, as happy as I am to get the Custodes one, there's not terribly much to say about it. Yeah, yes, we got, yeah. you get, what, a new character, and then you get... Yeah, I mean, you know, they did the styles and stuff like that, which is interesting, well, but... I mean, they, they put in a new character, which is neat. Um, they folded in, back in, the uh, the Sisters of Silence. Yeah. And they hold a few spots, and you can you can definitely run a Sisters-only army if you want. It's it's possible, probably not recommended, but you can you can do I can it. You can do it. Um, probably a lot of fun, uh, especially if you're fighting psychers. <laughs> But otherwise, like you've got the stances, which feel a little bookkeepy in a way. I, I noticed that I, Codex is getting a little more bookkeepy. Um, mostly for the crusade things. Like generally yeah, yeah. speaking, otherwise, like the the rest is mostly just picking a bonus or following a, a, a sequence of bonuses for various uh, for various rounds, like you see in the uh, the Gene Theater Codex. And it's also a thing where like. 
like not every army has to be equally easy to play. Like especially yeah, sure. if you look oh, at something sure. like the shiny golden boys, like they are a quote unquote elite army. So you've got fewer of them to manage to begin with. So if you've got a little extra stuff to kind of keep yeah, track no, of, yeah, you're ex- probably fine. Exactly. You're not you're not moving eighty orcs across the board. No, absolutely. And and like you say, like certain certain armies they kind of scream complexity like they demand a, a level of complexity i don't want gene theory calls to be too simple right yeah for sure i want space marines to be simple <laughs> but yeah no they did a custodius um fine they're, they're i mean i a, apart from adding new units i don't think there's much you can do to custodius to change him too much they're already kind of writing that line where they're Space Marine Plus, so you can't like you can't weaken yeah. them, you can't strengthen them much more. Um, so yeah, they, well, they're they're fine. Like I'm, I'm glad for the Codex. They do have some neat stuff, right? Like you can do uh, units of one guy for Terminator squads, which is kind of neat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, lets you get get some in the least in, uh, aspects of the game. You know, get some cheap um, action units to do stuff for you. Relatively cheap, anyway. Um, but in in a way, you could already do that by just having a you know a standard bear, which sounds weak, but like it's this is a custodial standard bear. He will yeah. beat you with that flag. Yeah, he'll <laughs> power beat you with that. <laughs> and I mean, you know, there's there's secondaries, uh, there's specific ones aren't bad, but I don't think, you know, I don't think any of them really stand out compared to of the other, like some of the stuff we've seen for space rooms and stuff like that, you know. Um, and the crusade rules are nice. They feel uh, they feel pretty, you know, pretty fluffy. fluffy. Yeah, which is always fluffy. good, right? To keep up with that. But I, I think, and I'm going to agree with you that the winner of these two is the Gene Star Cults. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we can just start with cover art because oh my god, <laughs> that cover art is it's terrifying. Phenomenal. So it's so good. You know, so as we mentioned before, Games Workshop was nice enough to send us a copy of uh, Shadow Throne. And my mm-hmm. brother plays Gene Story Cults, and I was like, hey, do you want these Gene Story Cult guys? And he said no, and then after I saw the cooks, I was like, oh, good thing he said no. Because <laughs> we want to do a crusade. Anyway, yeah, so the cover is fantastic. And it's it's great because, and this is one of the things I think Games Workshop is getting very good at, is being able to play multiple angles with fangs. Like, they're not this disavowing the goofy origins of, of, of Gene Steer Cults. <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, obviously they're not including limousines and going the whole gangster route like they used to, but at the same time, like they, they on, on the Warhammer community, they did have, like, they showcased an army that was painted in, like, in, in the classic color scheme, and they, they do have everything you'd expect from a Gene Steer Cult, but they're also, at the same time, offering us a nightmare vision of what you can do with Gene Steer Cults with that, with the artwork. And that's um, that's refreshing. It's fun. They did a good job with that in uh, Angels of Death on Warhammer Plus also, um, yes. which they did a battle report where they had painted them like uh, Angels of Death, so it was basically like that black and white with the red accent. And it's just so cool. Uh, so yeah, I think I think Games Workshop has talked themselves into loving the Gene Steelers a little bit, mm-hmm. which I'm not mad about at all. Oh, n- neither am I. It's uh, I mean, it's funny because Gene Steeler calls used to be something that I did not have that much interest in because they they seemed a little too goofy for me. Yeah, sure. But now now that they're they're playing both angle, like I can like I don't want to go as dark as that cover, but I get to play kind of like the middle. Well, and even, you know, in this codex, they actually have, you know, quite a few pieces of the old, you know, second edition art that actually almost fit right in. You know, the Patriarch uh, looks a little weird in, in one of them, but most of them look fine. Yeah. Now, there is one thing that pisses me off about that codex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They removed the frag drill. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. That is a weird move. I, you know, it's... Terrain, in general, is just or fortifications. I guess that would are just in a really weird place in 40k right now. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, trying to play it, you know, quote unquote competitively, just the way you have to deploy it. Most of them you can't even do it when you play the game. It's kind of right. Weird. But it is weird that they removed it though. It's such a cool model. 
it's it's a cool model. It's a model I have and I want to have in my army. <laughs> now, now it's just gonna be decor, and I mean it's fine, but it's not as cool as having a drill that causes table wide uh, tectonic shift. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and it's one of those things too that they seem to do in ninth, where they're taking away bookkeeping in some places, but adding it in other places. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. The um the the one thing um that I'm I'm a little disappointed is that there's not much in the way of new models. There's yeah. a I mean we get that one new model which is it's yeah. cool. It's a cool model. It's got nice rules. They are becoming an elite heavy army, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which which is it's fine because there's plenty of those that if you take this HQ then you get this elite without taking up a slot. Like they they have a lot of these rules going around. So you you can you'll, you'll be comfortable taking all these characters, but oh man, they have a lot of characters to choose from. Yeah, and that's one of the things I liked is in the codex is right is if for every character you take, you can take another character for free, mm-hmm. which is really cool because they are pretty reliant on their uh, and a lot of them do fall into that elite slot, right? So yeah, uh, you can definitely take take your wide variety of characters, and I do like what they did with the ambush markers where they kept them but mm-hmm. made it so much easier. I like that they included the markers in the codex. Yeah, that came that as was a surprise. A surprise. <laughs> and they're double sided as crossfire markers as well. Yup, which is really cool. Love that. Um, love, love, love. Yeah, I love. I like that they include them and just you know it's it's now one deploy phase. It might take a little while, but it's not the three they had before, which is really nice. Yeah. And crossfire, you know, the more I look at it, it seems it's a pretty cool rule. And a lot of the, uh, and the nice thing is, is that you know it isn't just crossfire for as far as the, uh, you know, uh, the, ex, the benefit to wound, um, but it also there are stratagems that go off. You know, hey, use something that has a crossfire marker, right? Which I think is really cool that they're incorporating it in other ways. But Space Marine players are so mad about it. Oh, they're mad about everything. I know. Space Marine bo- it is their brain. Listen, they get, they get bolter discipline. Yeah. yeah. They just got yeah. another lieutenant or captain or whatever it was. They're fine. <laughs> They're totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the crusade rules. Excellent. Uh, you know, it, it's it's I, it, it's more f- to me anyway, and I'm sure to most to most people, it's more interesting reading the crusade rules something like Gene Serial Cult than it is. Uh, Space Marines, just because, you know, Space Marines, you're doing Space Marine things. Well, the thing that's great, and this is this is my dream coming true. Like I've said before, I was eager to see where they were going to go with Crusade rules for the mm-hmm. weird armies. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what happens when they start getting re- really weird? And Gene Seater Cults and another army we can't talk about yet mm-hmm. um, really jump into that very well. Like the the idea that you're basically you're doing your uprising and all you're doing is accumulating the the, the, the points to have your uprising and then once you have your uprising you move on to a new target it's great yeah it's so cool I really like it and um and they also they made it way easier to incorporate uh, imperial guard units now as well too it's fantastic the, that's that's the thing like they removed the imperial guard stuff that was in the codex and instead said you can just take imperial guards. <laughs> So yeah. you can have a Gene Seer called Valkyrie. You can have your Gene Seer called Ogrins. I mean, the conversion Wait, possibilities are amazing. Did you that. see? Did you see the uh, the article they did showing off the army that had the the Gene Seer cult flyer in there? Yes. Oh, that looks so cool. And this this I mean I've I've wanted I want new models for Gene Seer cults. I know this is not the time, but. I said I wanted a rock loader for a flyer that could serve as a transport or just dumping rocks on people to follow the the mining theme. And then I was thinking, man, there are some really cool excavators. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. we have a night-sized ex- excavator robot thing that they have? Like yes. just drills and, you know, super heavy mining lasers. <laughs> why why can't we have that? Yeah, definitely. It would be just something a nice every army i think you know we said this several times but every hand deserves just to have one nice big model and since mm. you never fragile fragile anymore you need something else yep yep and you know i think like a lot of the uh the codexes right a lot of the weapons got a little stronger troops maybe got a little more a little more durable here and there um damage got ramped up in a lot of places 
the banner that allows you to just bring back jeans to your culture. Oh, yeah. Models. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I'm just going to bring some guys back. It's cool. Don't worry about it. So good. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so those two are out now and available. Um, only one new model for each, so if you already had this army, you know, might as well pick up your one new model. Um, and, of course, if you're going to play Crusade, go Genius Hero Cult. Yeah. Why not? That's the problem, right? I, I already had a hobby magpie problem, right? Right? Oh, it just gets worse. Like I already, and, then, and then, like, they do these cool Crusades, and I'm like, oh, I just I just want to do that. I just And then I just sit here in my throne of plastic. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, this, is, this is how it ends, guys. <laughs> I I just need to get past Adepticon. Once I get past Adepticon, <laughs> I'll be fine. Jay, if I, can... I don't I don't I don't really want to do this to you, but uh right before Adepticon twenty nineteen you said the exact yeah. same. But they canceled it, and then I got sidetracked with other projects. No. I've been very prolific in my painting. You have been. been. You, you have. I'm. You have. I'm not it's gonna. Just, I'm not gonna say now, that you have not. You have been prolific if, in your painting. If if I can get see here's the thing. Like if I can get everything I need to do for Adepticon done for Adepticon, that means I'm walking away with 1,500 points of orcs that I yep. can play and have fun with. Yeah. And I, and I'm done with all the big projects for the team tournament. This this opens up a lot of possibilities for me. I can look at my great pile of shame and go, mm, what's next? And what's, what's next, next is going to be the beast snaggers I put on the shelf. Oh yeah, because that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I've I picked my next army. It's cool. Oh, yeah? But then all these new armies are coming, and I'm like, mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, look, my one goal. My one goal is I want to be in a place next December when they put out those battle forces, those army box for the holidays. Yeah. Yep. I want to be in a position where I can look at them. And if one of them strikes my fancy, I can get it without feeling guilty. That's pretty good. That's my, this is the, my, my side eye in that Necromunda box lately. <sighs> I'm like, just focus. It's that's it's my goal, miles. right? It's my ten goal. Ball of the scenery also. My my goal is that for for next year, that like roll up to Adepticon and like literally people can be like, "Hey, do you want to play? Insert game here," and I'll be like, "Yes, yeah." Let me find that foam tray and let's go. Well, this year you and I will be able to play some aeronautic aeronautic imperialist, right? Uh, yeah, we're gonna try. <laughs> I'll bring mine too. <laughs> that's the plan. All right. Yeah, the uh, the, the only I was looking at aeronautic events and the only one was on on Saturday. Yeah, which is like the busiest day of all. But mm-hmm. hot on the heels of these two codexes, we've been seeing previews for Tau, and talking about the internet exploding. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Oh, the railgun. Talk about the Crusade rules for Tau because they've previewed them. Yeah. Yes, we'll, we'll give you a little yeah, more. I mean, we want to. We'll probably save a little bit of it, but it's real good. It, it is. It's at this point, like, oh, I'm playing Command and Conquer, but with 40k too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we saw the the railgun for the Tau. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a casual. Um, I, I lost it. With strength uh, a lot. Right, <laughs> strength, strength fourteen. It's strength fourteen. Yep. Uh, D six plus six damage. Yes. Yeah. And auto three mortal wounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's no big deal. Now, see, if this had been the team tournament last Adepticon, uh, my opponent would have fired it into my twenty grots that were sitting in front yeah. of me. Yeah. Just take a horde uh, army. You're fine. You know. Right. Seventy-two inch range, heavy one, strength fourteen, negative six AP. Uh, sorry, six plus D three, and then three mortal wounds. Now keep in mind that you can have four of those in the list because you can have like in a standard list because you can have your three standard um, heavy sport, but then you can have uh, long shot. What's his name? Long stride. Whatever the guy that the HQ that's a hammerhead yeah. that has an aura. That improves the shooting of other hammerheads. Oh, and you can just so good. you can just if you want, you know, have a few points laying around, throw on a casual targeting radio to reroll your hit roll. 
you know, mm-hmm. you can only reroll one hit roll when you're doing your attacks, but railgun's only heavy one, so don't worry about it. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. The, the... So, <laughs> obviously, the, the, the go-to is, oh, this can take out a knight, like, three of those can take out a knight in one round, I guess, maybe. And they are not as expensive as you'd think they would be. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and we did forget, you don't get an invulnerable saving throw either against the railgun. No, no. So, you know, the internet collectively lost its mind. Um, mm-hmm. They immediately sold out. Broken, game over, no fun. Uh, but you guys haven't seen the whole codex yet. I mean, they're not bad, but, you know, it's not the end of the world, like usual. They've, they've lost... never is the end of the world. They lost the free, uh, their free Overwatch, and they lost the f- their supporting fire rule, if I'm not mistaken. And that is a huge deal. Yeah, big time. That means that, yeah, maybe they can have three of these hammerheads that can destroy uh, big targets very quickly and easily. But, again, it is only one shot. It's not going to kill hordes. And, and you know, y- y- all these weapons you have that look great, that have one shot, you know you're going to miss half the time anyway, or you'll fail to wound, right? You'll still roll that one to wound, and I can't do anything about it. So... It's good. I think it, it, it's. I, I mean, it's definitely there. You know, it's no surprise they sold out. But it's it's a, a nice addition for them in their army. They were severely lacking in reliable heavy firepower in their last mm-hmm. codex. Right? They had a lot of shots, and it was all you know, not great AP or um, not great strength. So the, the thing is, like in. When Tau came out, their whole thing was that they were the first to have a weapon that was strength 10, AP 1, yeah. um, 72-inch range, which was the the, the Hammerhead Railgun. Like that, that was their, their thing. They had the best guns in the galaxy. They weren't super great at shoot, shooting them. They're absolutely terrible in close combat, but they had the best guns in the galaxy. But as editions came out, they no longer did. Yeah. They had okay guns. So we saw them compensating by giving them, oh, they have the best Overwatch in the uh, in the Galaxy and things like that. And But that never really recaptured the idea of them having a technological supremacy. Now, having them not be like have this weird kind of shooting discipline for Overwatch and making bringing back a bit of their weakness in close combat that way, first of all, it's going to force some people to get some crews again. Um, <laughs> and it allows them the flexibility of, here, have have the pulse rifle be good again. Have the, 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 the railgun be the best gun in the galaxy. Right. So we're, in, in a way, this isn't, yeah, it's, it's scary. I don't think it's overwhelming. Like, I was looking at my... Um, at my, my my orc, my buggy list, my buggies could beat the ever-living crap out of that list. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and, you know, now that you also have to keep things in mind, like um, things that fly can't fall back and shoot anymore, right? So you can, mm-hmm. you can go up and engage it with something, right, that's going to definitely put a hamper on it. Um, and I do like how, you know, they're making things like the... It used to have the two profiles, right? The rail, the single shot and the submunition rounds, and submunitions are now a... Uh, a strategy. Strategy. Right. That's good. That's very interesting. Yes. And and the the thing is, it, it still needs line of sight. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's an important one. Yes, yeah, so unless you're using a uh, a knight, right? Then mm-hmm. you know you can still high band stuff. Yeah. You can like you can do things, and I mean, that's the thing. Like a, a knight moves like the wind so yeah. even if you like let's say you bring uh, an army of four knights and there's three of these things they they won't be able to take down like we, the, the joke is they have the potential of killing a knight in one round but it's really far from a guarantee and then you have other knights racing towards them <laughs> to engage them in close combat yeah yeah and <clears throat> yeah it's and again right you have to roll hit, actually roll, you know, decent on your wounds and get all your shots in and stuff. If you want to destroy a knight in one shot, you need the Pulse Blast Cannon. And you need five to wound. Ah, uh, yes, also true. But, because um, Strength 14 is amazing, but it is not double Strength 8. Yep. Yes, you need threes. Um, however, the Pulse Blast Cannon on the... Oh, uh, three, sorry. No, that's okay. Five. 
the the pulse blast cannon on the uh, storm surge does happen to be strength sixteen and twelve mm-hmm. damage a shot in two shots. So as the title of the article says, need to be rising imperial knight in one shot. The pulse blast cannon blast cannon has you covered. Theoretically. They, yeah. Unless still, you're rolling like me, in which yeah. case you're not hitting anything ever, and it's fine. And again, they get their, they get involuntary in this one, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, another, another they previewed another big weapon, which just goes towards, like Jave was talking about, you know, the technological weapon superiority they have over other armies, which is really cool. But here's the thing about that pulse cannon. It's great, but did you check the range of it? Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's only 24-inch range. you got to be pretty close. Which yeah, means you're, 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 you're going to get one chance. Yeah. yeah, you have yeah. one shot at you, it. You better hit. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, that knight is going to tear you open from crotch to sternum. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, it does have a 48-inch heavy 6 strength 12 4 damage profile. But, um, yeah, it, it, it can do it, but you need, you need to get lucky. Um, mm-hmm. And what I like that they previewed in that article was they showed the you know the counterfire defense system, which used to be an upgrade you could buy for uh, your battle suits, is now a stratagem, and very nicely uh, reduces the damage characteristic of an attack to one, which is really cool. Yeah. So definitely, uh, you know, I think that was a big thing that issue with them too was you know you had those battle suits, but they weren't very survivable, but now we're seeing stuff like that. And it can like anything that has the battle suit special rule can shoot um, while in close combat. Like yeah, not like, just pistol shoot, but <laughs> shoot in the shooting round. It's that can be pretty deadly. Yeah, they're they, they're almost like a um, it's like the vehicle rule, but better. Yeah. Yes. Which is really fantastic for them. Uh, uh, excited to be able to talk about the whole codex because it is. Uh, that's true. I need to. Um, I need to calm down here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste all of our content. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just really excited. Like I have four thousand points of of down. Yeah, you're ready to go. <laughs> like, this, this is stuff. Uh, this is. St- this is one of my frustrations. Is I have, like I said, I have four thousand points worth of Tau. I don't have a storm surge. I only have one riptide. I don't ha- like. There's a lot of the. St- Sixth and seventh edition stuff that yeah. they added that I've never been able to add to my army, so I'm behind on on, on a lot of these things. Well, see, that's good though because then you don't have to worry about that they don't have new models for you to buy because you, there's just models that already exist that you don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a I do have a stealth army. Um, Ooh, nice. P- cool. My pink stealth army that uh-huh. I'm going to need to send my projects for 2022 to paint them again not paint them again but finish painting them properly <laughs> and play them so in in other other 40k news uh as we've been previewed by the box set uh new eldari are on the way and much oh. in the same vein as the scissors of battle we're getting a weekly preview article for eldar stuff and it's shaping up to be what looks like a major model line overhaul. It looks good. It, yes. Listen, there is the one line I liked the most when they were previewing those new um, those new Dark Reapers, which I, I, I do have complaints about, but I'll get to that in a sec. But they have a line where they say, they come with heads in case you... Uh, unha- Unhelmeted, unhelmeted heads. options for mm-hmm. each warrior for mm-hmm. use in Yanari armies. And I do love when one of my dumber predictions comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't say it, but if you look at the um, the Eldars that do come in the uh, Eldric Omen box, they also seem to have some unhelmeted options. Because pathfinders are they're they're uh, they're an aspect path, so mm-hmm. my my guess is that all the aspects are going to get Yanari hel- uh, unhelmeted options, mm-hmm. and that would be. I mean, it's correct. like it's 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 practically free. Like to yeah. add an extra head is, <laughs> is yeah. like yeah, yeah. super easy, no problem. Can find room on sprue, no problem. They're not they're not the piece that takes the most room. Yeah, so the, the first week we, the first preview we saw the uh, 
Autark that comes in the in the upcoming box set, and this week was the the Dark Reapers. So uh, the first of, I guess, the second of the Aspect Warrior line smooth plastic. Um, well, I guess mm-hmm. third if you count the Pathfinders. So they still which, have... which leaves what? That leaves um, striking scorpions, swooping hawks, um, fire dragons. What else is there? They should probably they should bring the shadows. Dire Avengers. Dire, well, they're already plastic, but they could definitely use the redo. Oh, they are. Oh. Yeah, they actually that was the first one to go into plastic. That was a while ago, but they should bring the uh, shadow specters over from Forge World too because they're just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They are dope. So uh, the new Dark Reapers, uh, they still they still look like Dark Reapers with their their vein heads, veins on the side mm-hmm. of their heads. Um, a neat little extra thing in there is a little like shrine to the to the Dark Reapers. Um, mm-hmm. Be interested to see what that does in the game, and of course, as we mentioned, the Unari head. So, I mean, they 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 don't look too far from the current Dark Reaper models we have, which is okay. Which is which is fine. Like the, the whole point is just to get them in plastic. Yeah, definitely. And, but here's the thing, like, and this is a problem I've had. I I have with Games Workshop in general. I know why they do it, but it's very frustrating. The paint job doesn't look impressive. Yeah. It doesn't serve the Dark Reapers well. And that bothers me because they are cool models. Yeah, I don't love the way they're But they're just them. they're black with some extra some colors here and there. Exactly. And they're the, just the, and it's a lot of it's a lot of edge highlighting. Yeah. It's just like which, it's a lot of edge highlighting. Which is crazy <laughs> because, you know, in, in and hopefully they'll in the next codex this will do it, but it's like, yeah, here's here's the quote unquote classic aspect warrior scheme and here's six other ones that are completely different. Right? They had you know, I remember they had uh, like red uh what was it, red and black dark reapers, like a lot more red on the armor and stuff like that, so but it's it's also about the techniques that they choose yeah, to use true, true. are they're chosen to be approachable and I get it like from a marketing standpoint I understand you want people to look at these boxes feel that it's pretty but feel that it's also approachable but for seasoned gamers and and and, and fans of the hobby you look at it and you go eh well, like, it, it, it takes away from how imposing they could be. And imagine that you're even just a new gamer and you pick this, these guys up in the box and you say, hey, how do I paint those guys? Like, just like that. Okay, well, you need a really small brush and you need about six hours per model to do all those little edges on there. But it's still more approachable than some of the, like, like some of the stuff that they used to do. Yeah, that's true. Like, there was a period of time where some of these models looked absolutely unapproachable. Which is intimidating, and I get it. Yeah. But it's the same problem. Like the Centurions for Space Marines looked dopey when they first, like yeah. when they first showcased them. But then you see some people painting them with like a bit of bit more texture, some like some now, decent metallics and some some weathering, and oh boy, they look cool. I will say that this is one thing that Games Workshop has been doing pretty well. Is that so? They've got their sort of like studio box art style, which I, admittedly, no matter like you can see the sculpt very well yeah. with this paint yes. job, right? And then they've been real good about not only sending them to sending preview copies to pro painters to paint mm-hmm. and show off, but then showing them off on the community site and the Twitch channel and you know all of their social media before they go, you know, or like as they go on pre-order. So like you that do know how they can look. Well, and because if, I do I yeah. do get I do get Games Workshop sort of having their you know their box style. Well, and, and you can like I said, you can see the sculpt very well. Yeah, that and yeah, you want to be able to do that. And I think what they do really well now too is if you go to the website and look at any you know newer product or new product that's come out since Contrast came out, you know, here's how to paint with regular paints, here's how to paint with contrast. You know, yeah. here's here's uh battle ready and then here's your extra steps to do parade ready right so they do definitely show you how to get somewhere anyway yeah yeah no you're, you're right like i it's maybe it's a pet peeve of mine because i can see the potential and i don't see it realized yet but amy's 100 percent correct like i will get to see that potential realized two weeks before they go in pre-order because they'll be all over twitter yeah i yeah i i don't know edge highlighting is very trendy, and I'm not a fan. 
So they do bother me. <laughs> I'm like, it's, are we done I, yet? I prefer hedge highlighting than reverse gradients. Like, there's so many, so many miniatures that look like light won't behave correctly on them because yeah. they're like, sure. The painters, if the painters saw, oh, they use gradients to do this effect, so I'm gonna put gradients everywhere. It's like you're forcing light to behave in a way it wouldn't, and it just looks weird. Yeah. It's unfortunate because they're otherwise usually very pretty paint jobs. Yeah. So we're supposed to be getting a new a new article for every week to, for what's coming with the Eldari. I'll be uh, monitoring that in my my bank account closely. Uh, <laughs> just cry, just cry now. Uh, I got a royalty check today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. Uh... <laughs> um, but I'm it's excited. Okay. I <laughs> took the opportunity to buy an analog NFT. <laughs> oh boy, there you go. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, my favorite, best story ever, so far with NFTs. This is a total sidetrack, but um, <laughs> indulge us. We I, we have this, opinions. This NFT group, right? Which when you read what happened, mm-hmm. let me see mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a bunch of millennials that had a bunch of money. They bought an NFT copy, a rare copy of Dune for yeah, yes, yes, yeah, for whatever yeah, three million dollars. So and they're like, oh man, we own Dune now. It's like you just own that copy of that book you, you just bought book. digitally. We're gonna do an animated series. We're gonna destroy all the paper copies and make it free. And no, you you, already you, free. you, you, you don't have the copyright. You can't do that. Nobody's. I don't think anybody's actually told them that yet by the where article I read. But they're like, yeah, we can do all this stuff we want with it. And no, you just you bought a really expensive copy of a book. You're welcome. Good. There's a huge misconception that NFTs mean that you own the artwork. Oh, where yeah. that th- there's already a structure for that. It's called copywriting, and yeah, exactly. some NFTs will build in copyrights inside the NFT code. Awesome, great. Not most of them. Actually, a very small minority. And otherwise, you're just buying a very expensive receipt. Um, I just buying very expensive things that I want to buy. Yeah. Um, why? Why? Why do the Necron ships have to be Forge Worlds? Oh, that's I mean, I yeah. So, I know exactly why. Thanks for getting us exactly back on track, Amy. <laughs> and thank you. And and of course, I got into Eldar ships, and then those are gonna the extra ones are gonna be Forge World too. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm yeah. getting into that, I guess. Well, you can you know get your order in at Adepticon and avoid the uh, hmm. the. Uh, I did um I did, I did pre-order the companion book. Mm, yeah. Because uh, that seems handy. Yeah, it's it's so looks like we're not going to get a box set for the Necrons, which is okay. Yeah, gonna, they're going to go into a. I, a, I had uh, a feeling. Book. Yeah, I have a feeling we might not get one just because they have so few ships. But yeah. it is disappointing. Yeah. But they're in a uh, in a companion book along with some additional Eldar ships, as Amy mentioned. Uh, yeah, but see, if I spend a hundred pounds or my local equivalent before the thirtieth of January, I'm entered to win a Tau Manta, and well, I, why and, not? You know, why not? Right? List of things I don't need. <laughs> you, it can sit in a box for a long time, and, forever till I die. Yeah, you never even just not even. <laughs> just it's there. It in with me. It'll make a nice footrest. Barracuda that I've never painted. I feel so bad. It's such a cool model. It's I mean. So cool. I've seen the the boxes that the the town made to comes and you could build an extra hobby table out of it. You know, it's 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 multiple like two or three boxes at least. It's so and you you practically get a tower army in there because it's got like ten hammerheads with it or ten uh, yellowfish <laughs> no, with you've it. You got right? I think it's six suits, two hammerheads, two uh, well, it's it's four hammerheads essentially. Yeah, 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 and and a bunch of drones. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, one the, uh, day. One day, <laughs> mm-hmm. they are. Uh, they are unfortunately well, Forge World only, which is a lot. Really, a lot of way you've seen a lot of the uh, extra aeronautica stuff go being available. I mean, well, it's, it's all the box games. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, like, that's true. Titanic is the same thing. Okay. Forge World. I went to look at them. Uh, I went to look at them when they went on pre-order the other day. And, like, I already had, like, a bunch of Necromunda stuff in my cart, and I was like, oh. So now, of course, I've been getting Forge World emails every day going, hey, did you want to yeah. buy this? You like, more this than anything, car. Forge World, believe me. <laughs> not right now. Now's not a good time. But yeah, a lot of people were reacting. It's like, oh, this is the end of Aeronautica Imperialist because stuff <laughs> is going to Forge World. It's like, 
that's not every it's do it for every game. Like, Blood Bowl, they've quantity. had yeah, like they've had Blood Bowl stuff, and they just put out a freaking huge new box set for a plastic for Dungeon Bowl, which yeah. shocker is a Blood Bowl thing. So it's like mm-hmm. calm down. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cost per it's a cost yeah. per model thing. Like it's just money, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the team like Blood Bowl teams are in plastic because everybody's gonna need a team, but not everybody wants that one star player, right? So right, and the the it's cheaper to make the molds. Yeah, yeah. Like definitely. individual casts are more expensive, but the molds are for resin are significantly cheaper than doing plastic. Not to mention, like you're not taking up a plastic an injection molding slot with something that, you know, percentage wise is not going to do anywhere near as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. All of them have it. I just, yeah, every year. No, you're, you're right though. Every, every box game, the sort of extra stuff is just, it's all forceful. Well, I'm, I'm going to put it even further. Every game has it because yes, yeah, 40, true. 40 K has some resin models. A lot of them. That's true. Mm-hmm. You want that? You want that fancy dreadnought? Forceful. Yeah, fancy things that they don't make many of because they won't have the numbers. They are made by Forge World, and that applies to every single game Games Workshop does. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what comes. Maybe we'll see something at the 40K preview, but what comes after for Aeronautic at this point? Mm. I hope it's something cool. It might be nothing. (laughs) I want it to... So... mm. We've talked about it a bunch of times, and I just want a tiny dragon to fly around. Yeah. I mean, Cass is the next sensible step. Tyranids would be sweet. Mm, yeah. Why are they well, waiting so long for Tyranids? I mean, give, give we me know a, stuff is coming. I, I think <clears throat> next year or end of this year, Tyranids have, uh, does have to be in a model re- line revamp. I wonder. I wonder if they're going to do it. Because they can. Like, I wonder if they'll yeah. do it along with their 40K. You know what I mean? To just do everything with them thematically. Especially because yeah. they're not vehicles like these. Are, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like the other armies that have vehicles, most of which are, you know, Forge World or whatever. But, you know, I can hope. I mean, at least at least they're sort of, with Tyranids anyway, sort of... You can tell it's going to be a little while because they're they're sort of patched them with that recent campaign book that came out, um, yeah. Which is I think we totally skipped that one, but you can do like a an actual viable like all big monster army now, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're going to be next year's, well, you know, Eldar and or Sisters of Battle, right? Just a big mm. big old revamp. Well, uh, that's the thing though, a. a... A year is long. Yeah, like we we did, we haven't seen only one big revamp this year, have we? Well, this uh, last year, uh, like this... in twenty twenty one, we've seen yeah, a lot I mean, of cool stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about like total. You know, everybody's been getting one or two new kits, right? But I'm t- I mean, like the well, big got, overalls. I'm trying to think of what last year was. Beginning all those black templars, like a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Orcs. Orcs got orcs like got the whole beast snag of stuff. Yeah. That's true. Okay. So plus, plus like Def Coptas and their new okay. war boss, new boys. So Orcs got a complete, a good revamp. I'd say, yeah, what was, they're probably on two a year now, right? So maybe later yeah. on in the year we'll see the Tyranids. That'd be nice. But I don't know that Tyranids need that huge of a revamp. They've got a lot of cool models. They need maybe a couple of box sets here and there. Yeah, like, give him like four yeah. four box sets. Like give him give him the Black Templar treatment. They'll be fine. That's yeah. Okay, so we'll yeah, like a half revamp of a nice say, big monster. If you can tag the Aeronautica release onto it, maybe you can snag some Tyranid players. Yeah, there you go. Come mm-hmm. on over to tiny airplane territory. Yep, that is true. Please oh, enjoy no. the joy of the hex grid. And, that. Uh, but that that is one of the weaknesses that they have is being able to tie their games together. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah I it's unfor- I I feel like it's their next thing that they're going to start getting good at. I mean, they they fixed a lot of their marketing, thank God. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. Being able to tie it all together to make it to make make it sensible to just flow from one game to another um, makes it tough. And the best way to do that is by having Adeptus Titanicus 
include oh. more than just Imperial Titans. It, I, it, uh, they, I mean, they just Come did corrupt. On. They just did corrupted Titans in their last plug, right? So it's got to be that. Hopefully, that'll be. We'll see someone around that. At, uh, I mean, it's that or the game is finished. Like, yeah. What else are you gonna... Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hope you had fun. Everything will still be available. Um, thank you very much. Enjoy your tiny night. Your tiny. Titans. I mean, the best way to. We're re-releasing it, but everything is half a size smaller. <laughs> yeah, right. please enjoy. <laughs> We're gonna scale it down half a size and up half a size. Yeah, pick which one you want. Um, so we are coming up soon for a game for Kill Team. We're getting re-released, sort of, the limited edition box set, which everybody was, oh my god, it's limited edition. It's gone. I can't get it. Well, now you can get all your models and a little rule rule book and like half the terrain in a box. So, um. Which is nice, you know, that those guys will be available now um, in a... They're coming out in boxes, too, right? Yes, individually as well. So you can expand. I'm sure Imperial Guard players will be happy because they want their Death Corps. All the shovels. Yep. Shovels everywhere. All they need is to... Really, all they need to do is release, like, a heavy weapons team or something, and then Mm -hmm. they're all set. Um, So... That's coming out, as well as the next Grand Tournament Cycle, as they're referring to it now. Seasons. Seasons, yes. Seasons, yes. Whatever they decide to refer to it as. But, um, so updated secondaries again. Um, We'll be able to talk about that next time, but a lot of interesting changes to some of the core rules as well. uh, As far as how missions work. Um, You know, just I appreciate that they're trying to evolve it regularly rather than just sort of give it to you and say, here you go. Yeah, no, I, I, I think they're doing like, they are progressing. Like, is everything perfect? No, but are they learning from previous things? Yes. What I really want is the next time they put out a core book to take that thing from Sigmar that they did and just give every rule a number. Yes. Oh, please. And Mm. then when you do tiny rule books, relay them out because I don't care about page numbers yeah. if you tell me I just want to talk about rule 13.457 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. please just for me Thank you. Thank you. yes yes um, so changes to secondaries uh, objectives and it's like I said it's good to see that they're at least trying to evolve um, yeah. and if only they could get that rules layout correct that would be fantastic yeah. We'll Almost see. there, guys. I you mean, could... they know how to do it. They know how to do it now. Everything is going to be okay. So close. So close. So, big next thing we'll, you know, next time we'll be able to chat a little more about the Tau Codex. And then, hot on the heels of that, we'll be talking Eldari. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget. I'm excited about all of this. Chaos as well, right? Let's not forget the yep. other half of that box yep. set. Yep, yep, yep. Um, seems right now just to be generic Chaos. Doesn't mean that other things won't be there too, which we hope for, but we'll find out. I'm I'm optimistic that we're gonna see um, a lot of cool chaos. Because here's yeah. the thing, right? Like I was saying, oh, I'm not sure I want to see like a huge release return. Don't get me wrong, I love Terranids. I just feel that they're not in that bad of a place. Mm, sure. Like, they they have a lot of units. They have a lot of cool units, and they have a lot of a lot of the armies in plastic. But and I'm I'm saying this as a guy who's not a chaos player and probably will not pick up that army if they do make it. But if they make noise marines, I think that's going to be a winner. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm liking that when chaos, you know, around third edition, chaos was just it was space marines with some spikes. Yep. But now every every time they're they're getting a little further away from space marines, just with what the army offers and and the so you know it would be nice to see some more. Units and or revamp. I want, yeah, I want noise marines, and yeah. I want, I want a more thematically demon engine army to be viable. Yes, that would I be mean, nice. don't get me wrong, demon engines are great, but the, make the it thematic. Is, make them not just be things that I have. But that's the thing, like you don't need to add that much. Do you have no, a lot no, of no, demon engines? No, you just need like a couple of things to tie them together. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- uh, yeah. Tie it together, maybe you know a couple more generic ones, um, or or a way to easily incorporate the, or even an infantry, a thematic yeah. infantry, yeah. which mm-hmm. it could even be an upgrade sprue. That like that's fine, 
I'm not for super sure. picky, but bring that Doc Mechanicus in. Just do it mm. already. Mm. I'm just gonna keep talking about it until <laughs> they do. He'll have so. an adventure. <laughs> All right, well, you know, check us out on Facebook. Let us know what you signed up for for Adepticon. Uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Again, you know, check out not only JF's and Amy's friendly armies, but also their Team Tournament army. Oh, yeah, that thing should be pretty wild. <laughs> it's it's going to be, if, if nothing else, it'll be interesting. Would it be fair to say they can't miss it? Yeah, I mean, it could. It's, well, fair it, there's a okay. lot of teams. That's true, that's true. There are a lot of teams. So, what, 125, 150? I mean, it's a, it's a crowd. a lot of people. <laughs> Ugh, scary. I can't think about that many people I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I should either. It's fine. <laughs> and we'll be back in a couple weeks with the Tau Codex. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhas Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>